0: Welcome to Let's Run by Anusha and Friends. Here we're going to talk about anything and everything. And we're going to bring in our opinions, perspectives, and experiences. These are not meant to be 360 degree explainer articles. We hope you'll have a bit of a laugh and maybe a little bit of a think. So if you've heard the last episode, it was all about scams. And as promised, this episode is going to be about men, consent, gender, and much more. So stay tuned. Moving on to another type of scams, let's talk about men. Our producer is a man, and I think he's feeling really awkward listening to this right now, which somehow makes this even better. For some reason, I think I'm just recapping certain conversations that I've had with both my guests. And one thing that I found within India is that the culture of consent is slowly making pace, but women's safety and in general rules around pursuing a woman are different. So... If someone says no, people will understand it's a no. People think it's an invitation to chase them further, to stalk them, and through all of that. And in the end, you're creating a very unhealthy ecosystem where you think it's okay to chase women, and you get really angry if they refuse you. And I was wondering, Chinelo, if, if you've seen something like this, what, what are your experiences on the difference between men in Nigeria and men in the UK? I think
1: everything has to do with context and culture. There are rules of engagement in Nigeria. And most of the rules of engagement are ingrained in you. There are things that are acceptable without feeling unsafe. For example, in Nigeria, girls expect guys to chase them. That's in mm-hmm. quote-unquote. We call it chike. So guys know that they understand the limits to where they go Mm -hmm. and how much they push. And the women are supposed to play hard to get, Mm quote-unquote. And that in no way ever felt like harassment to us. But in a different context, and I know Nigerian men who have come to other places and have been accused of harassment, Mm -hmm. when they were just following the principles that they were brought up with, so I think wherever you go to understand those rules of engagement, and then obviously abide by it, mm-hmm. unless maybe you find your fellow person there who understands that. Okay, no, with a guy in Nigeria, for example, he's allowed to literally trail you all the way home if you <laughs> must, and and Is then, he? yeah, well he's he it's you don't feel unsafe. I think it's it's an understanding that they know that you. I'm not saying that there are no mm-hmm. exceptions, but the average Nigerian man is groomed to think that they can do that and the women allow it because Mm -hmm. culturally the men pursue women yeah I don't want to then westernize it and say it's wrong Mm -hmm. I think that as long as the woman feels safe and again in a community that there's a lot of family involved who also know that this is Mm -hmm. happening everybody is good does that make sense?
2: yeah no I think that context puts together a lot of different things and it's the way that we're raised that makes these things make sense to us whereas for example i've been born and brought up in the uk i will have had very different experiences with men how limited they may be i think the culture of the uk is very much sort of it's very oh i want to know i don't want to tell them but i want them to know and it's not in the sense of chasing but it's in the sense of there's not a clear rules of engagement i'd say but everyone's sort of like I mean, in modern culture, it's all these situationships and dating and exclusivity. And uh, there's a lot of confusion around some of those labels. And everyone defines them very differently as well, Mm -hmm. which makes things much more confusing. And I think, to some extent, I'd appreciate a very clear defined system where I'm chased by the guy. And, you know, I can deal with that as I wish. Mm -hmm. I think
0: that would be nice sometimes. Yeah, so I've literally been chased by a guy. And it's uh, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, so I think that the rules of engagement that you've spoken about, Chinelo, I don't think that, that it's the same within India. I think that there's a lack of sex education and consent education. So while movies and mainstream media promote chasing, like I don't know, maybe I know one person out of thousands, who'd actually be comfortable with that and think that was okay. And I think each country has its own way of how men engage with women and like romance in general. But I do feel that one universal problem, not just about the translation, is also about consent and about education. There's actually a case in Australia in 2015 well, there was a 32-year-old security guard and uh, he got accused of stalking two women in 2012 and another four months in 2013 by repeatedly calling, texting, and approaching them. He even called himself their boyfriend, so he got sent to court. And in the court, his lawyer's defense was that he learned from Bollywood movies that relentlessly pursuing women was the only way to move them and he grew up in a remote part of India. So he pleaded guilty and said that this is what I've seen. And his lawyer said that it was quite normal behavior for Indian men. And in the end, the court magistrate in Australia accepted the argument that his cultural background had influenced his behavior and let him go on the condition of good behavior for the next five years. So if it's acceptable in Nigeria, all good, but it's not in India. And it's just insane how the culture that we see allows that to happen, especially the movies?
1: No, I completely agree, and that's why I say there's an exception. I think the average Nigerian man, they are those ones who are actually Mm -hmm. harassing. They know when to stop. Usually, it's a dynamic of, the lady doesn't fully say no, Mm -hmm. but she wants to see how far you will go. So it's an understanding that we as Nigerians have. When you've clearly said no then he's stalking you and harassing mm-hmm. you and if he doesn't stop you will literally have to call somebody <laughs> to mm-hmm. stop him and like i said because we're a community society mm-hmm. there's always people to be like okay go get that guy <laughs> mm-hmm. you can call your friend like we are sitting down i like, can be like oh i can call my brother and like mm-hmm. that guy is being yeah. a douche go and he will warn you mm-hmm. politely for the first time so th- you don't you don't overstep this is an average safe setting doesn't mean that people don't abuse it, and I completely agree that that should be checked. But everything is contextual, too. Yeah,
0: 100%. And uh, what I feel isn't emphasized about behavior is that women are always told to come back early and to not wear well X. But if if we as a society spend half our time advising women on how not to get into negative situations and spend half of that educating men about respecting women and consent. Instead of warning your female friends, your female family, what about educating your male colleagues? So I think that what society focuses too much on is telling women how to be safe. So come back home early, don't wear this, take a cab, don't take the bus and a variety of other restrictions but if society spent half the time and by society I actually mean each of us if you have a male friend like if you have anyone that you can educate whether it's a brother, a friend, a colleague, a cousin, anybody like if we spent half the time restricting women as we did educating men and checking on men then I think the world would be a much better place than it is because a lot of it comes from men not understanding the rules of the game. I don't think that it's always the fault of the men, okay? Like, it's also about society and the conditions that create that. So all the gender inequality, because if you grow up believing that this is the right way to do something, and if you don't know the difference between harassing, stalking, and romantically pursuing someone, then it's because you haven't had that education. And education comes with exposure, luck, and a price tag. Education comes with, a lot of times it comes with higher income, not always. So we should really spend some time educating people, especially men. And it's not just about consent, but these things can begin in smaller places, right? Even a small comment that says, ah, women don't drive as good as men. Or, ah, uh, women, they're just like, those small comments, correcting them, stopping them, makes a big difference because it changes the way that you're perceived. I think I think we need to talk to men more instead of talking to women.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, Anusha. Also, in terms of reality and, and also aiming for the best outcome, I think we should also recognize and realize that we've had generations of patriarchy and that transitioning into gender equality is going to still take some time and as much as we are trying to acculture men to to be different we must still hammer on women and remind them that the dangers are still out there so i think that balance should continue to remain until we get to that sweet spot which we are aiming for But yeah, I completely agree about those little stereotype comments that we should counter immediately, they come up.
2: It's one of those things that happens very slowly and, you know, when you smile and nod along to the drugs, you see the kind of people, your friends or, you know, your colleagues or whoever they are, you start to see, understand what, how they think compared to things that are basic to women that they don't understand. I always make it a point now, whereas if I'm out with my male friends, I, they are very good people and they will always offer, even if I don't ask. If I have to go to the bus stop, one of them always make sure I get there by myself. Even if I don't have to ask, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm going that way anyway or anything. And these small things make you feel more safe, even if, especially if you don't have to ask because you know that they understand why you don't want to go there by yourself, why you don't want to leave, why you're taking a cab at two in the morning instead of getting on the bus. And it just, even if those things are still things that we have to do, if you're around men who understand that and make it easier for you, or at least support you in making you feel more safe. It makes a big difference. Uh, I was going to say, were there any culture shocks that you two experienced? Because obviously you've lived in and experienced different cultures, and then come here and dealt with uh, British men. Were there things that you did expect, things you didn't expect?
1: No, yeah, I mean, definitely relationships, completely different. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've just been hammering on about men chasing you all the way to the door, Mm -hmm. if you give them some confused Mm -hmm. yes. Here, it's no means no. You try dating a guy, and you're like, I'm not sure, and he takes it as no and doesn't come back. And I'm like, you're supposed to chase me a little, <laughs> I, need to, I need to know that you want this. If not, how will I know that you're going to stay with me forever? Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing, you're like, there's so many women out there, mm-hmm. if you want me, you, you would go a bit more. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds very rom-com, but that's sort of my culture, and... Mm-hmm. Men here, no, they are very lazy. They are just generally lazy when it comes to the pursuit. For them, it's like I'll start the car. She's not here. I end and I go somewhere else. No, no. Let's let's try. So yeah, definitely culture shock for me in that way.
0: So I think on the lazy point, I'll add the culture shock point. Um, we even if it's not on a date, even if you're just going out with men, we I feel like not all women. For sure, but uh, there's a certain level of expectation that girls have to do like a night out or like a dinner. You need to decide, am I taking a shower? Am I shaving? What dress am I wearing? What makeup am I wearing? What hairstyle am I doing? What jewelry am I doing? And that is exhausting. That takes so much time. So you do all of that and you turn up, and your male friends, they haven't even showered! That- Preach. That, I tell you, lazy.
2: I've had that exact same experience. If I know I'm going out with my male friends, I know, I'm like, I'm not going to think a single second about what I'm going to wear because I know they won't.
1: Yeah.
2: But it just reminds me of one time uh, when I was on a dating app, I was meeting different people and I was, there was one time I went on my first dinner date with someone, but it was also the first date, it was a dinner date, in my head I was like, We're going out for dinner. I'll dress... I didn't go over the top, but I dressed nicely. I dressed in a nice outfit, wore earrings, put my makeup on nicely. And when I see him, he showed up in a quarter zip fleece. And I was just disappointed. And it was a finance bro, so I feel like it was one of those, you know,
0: classic... Yeah. Was it a Patagonia jacket?
2: It wasn't, (laughs) but it may as well have been. Yeah,
0: and it's... It's almost like no, it's not Islamist. almost It is real, like women have to pay. First of all, women earn lesser in general. Like there's such a huge wage gap. And women tend not to go towards fields that earn more, not because they can't, but because of the hostile systems. And that's changing and it's great that it's changing. But if you think about like beauty and the beauty tax that women had to pay, it's a lot. Like if I think of the extra clothes, the extra jewelry, the makeup, the, the shampoo. Okay, and like I don't even have an extensive skincare routine, but I know for sure that some man somewhere is probably using like hand wash for face wash, yeah. Yeah. and uh, probably making way more money than I am. So why, why do we have to pay a beauty tax? Like you have to look better, invest more time, invest more money, and the worst part is you do all that, but you only look at yourself for a minute or two. The other person spends all the time <laughs> looking at you. So when you're getting that age, you're doing it for yourself, but also you're like, I only saw myself for one minute. So, you know, I think other people should pay for your beauty tax. I think men should be, we should add it to the national insurance. pay, <laughs> pay tax, pension tax, beauty tax. You know, we make the aesthetic perception of the world so much better. Beauty tax, I tell you.
1: I mean, yeah. If not, it's all sweatpants and Patagonia jacket. <laughs> because most times, these beauty tax women, I mean, women bring it on themselves. Mm-hmm. No man has. We have never demanded men to be. We have demanded for men to be cleaner, and they still show up unshaved. <laughs> <laughs> and we still have to go out with them because, <laughs> I mean, because there's no one else. If you're straight, obviously. So, I anyway, that's what I believe. I think that it's less mad. I think if we want to move further or progress in this feminist agenda, we have to rethink beauty and who we are being beautiful for. True. You can
0: be beautiful for yourself. Yeah. And they, Men literally
1: think that just not having a shower is
2: okay, mm-hmm. and we have to deal with it.
0: <laughs> I think we've gone to the point where
2: Women are doing it for themselves more than that. Obviously, there's both aspects. We want to look nice for other people. If you go on a date, you want to look nice. At the same time, I enjoy it. I enjoy dressing up and just, you know, taking pictures with my girlfriends and being like, oh, we look nice today for us. Like, one of my favorite things recently was that the Barbie movie came out. And I just loved looking around and seeing all these people wearing pink and being like, oh, they're going to go watch the Barbie movie. It just feels like a community of, like, you know, everyone's doing it for themselves. No one's going to watch Dressing Up in Pink for their boyfriend and going to the Barbie movie for a man. Every woman is there because they want to be there and they're enjoying it for themselves, which is nice to see. And that visual representation just literally out in the world, I think, the weekend that it released was really nice.
0: Yeah. And, like, we appreciate men putting in efforts as well. We appreciate style. We appreciate efforts. Most of all, I appreciate presence. So, <laughs> don't know if you share my sentiments. Yeah, yeah, I think the beauty industry is a scam. So, if you're gonna put all that effort, like, you have to think about who you're doing it for, and why. And that's a message. Like, when I'm saying, well, you, you need to learn how makeup. How how will you get a boyfriend? No, you need to. You can. If you want, if you're interested in learning how to do makeup, then sure, you can learn. But think about who and why you're doing it for. I think maybe that kind of education needs to change ourselves. And like so much is going on in the world right now. And it feels like it's never happened before. But also, I haven't lived multiple lives. Not that I can remember. Maybe I have. OK, um, <laughs> but uh, like there is so much happening with the climate crisis, economic crisis, the pandemic. Cultures intermingling more than they ever had before, and there's so much of confusion. Uh, like, the ways of the past, the ways of the future, the ways online, the ways in real life, the ways from India or Nigeria, and the ways in London, or even the United States of America, and all of these are going to be so different, right? So some instruction could be well needed, yeah? Instructions beyond Instagram and TikTok Reels, I tell you. Instructions beyond that. Although sometimes they are helpful. So to wind up, we're going to have one final question. Okay? If you could tell all the men in your country, you had a broadcast message and they had to listen to you, what would you tell them?
2: That's a hard question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You'd like to think about it for a minute
0: first. So I think one thing I would like to say to all the men in my country, and uh, to not trigger anyone, like men are not the only ones who perpetuate sexual violence, but they're a majority, and that is data. So, to anyone who wants to perpetuate any kind of stalking or sexual violence beyond just men, and we know we know not all men, but quite a lot, quite a lot because not all men may have committed crimes, but all women have been told to stay safe and almost all women have faced some sort of crime. So it may be not all men, but it is definitely all women and all people of other minorities as well. But there is a male sexual problem as well. So what I would say to those perpetuating these kinds of problems and is that whenever you're harassing someone or stalking someone, you need to think, if you were the victim, place yourself, would you want that to happen to you? Would you want that to happen to people you know, like to your friend, to your sister, to your mother? Would you want that? And women aren't just wives and sisters and mothers. They're also humans of themselves, with thoughts, with feelings, with emotions that are different from yours. So when you're doing something, is this something you'd like to be done to you, to people you love? And second, As a human being, as someone who has their own thoughts, memories, everything, is this fad. And you need to think about that. And stalking, we've mostly talked about stalking, but even something like gossiping or putting out videos and fake propaganda, there's many horrible things that romantic partners can do. And of course, this is not always limited to men. So I would say place yourself in those shoes and then think.
2: I think I would say probably echoes Anusha's message but on a more general perspective of listen to your friends and show up for them and support them where you can even if you're not part of the problem you can always help in some way just by listening and understanding because it's one thing for men to be aware that women don't feel safe but if they don't understand why if they don't understand what's going on if they don't understand how they contribute even unintentionally there's not much they can do and the only people they can learn that from is from us and from listening to their friends and the people that they know in their lives I think that's the most important thing just to start as a start
1: now that we're coming to a close just really highlight something I know that the scope for this sub-topic was men but also understanding that the gender spectrum is is wide and even sexuality as well and there are a lot of men that I know that are also going through sexual violence Mm -hmm. as gay men so there are predators out there gender is no more oh I'm a man I feel safer there are a lot of men there and maybe their own voices are not even as heard as those of the Mm -hmm. women just to put that out there Um, but I think that if I'm going to speak to the Nigerian community I would say that being quiet is also being part of the problem there are a lot of men who agree with all of these things that we say in a country like Nigeria if women are more subsidiaries are service to you you benefit more because you can go to work and somebody's there cooking your food and they Mm -hmm. are housewives or they are lesser in society if women are on your level then you have to give up certain privileges so keeping quiet serves you you don't have to say yes you don't have to say no But i think men have to start speaking up and saying okay this is unjust women deserve more Mm -hmm. now women are capable of doing all these things and we should fight and, and be part of that movement
0: yeah, so maybe rather than scams and men, it's about scams and being cognizant of the role the gender plays in our lives in terms of our decisions, our education, our safety, and everything else, because it's not just gender on gender anymore. Yeah. It's about recognizing how the patterns of gender play into your life, yeah. whether you are a young woman, whether you are a gay man, whether you are in the world, recognizing that and then taking a think about, is this right? Or is this not?
1: Let everybody be. (laughs) Let everybody be. Let everybody be. And be positive and be happy. And let people just be who their best selves are. are.
0: On that note, we're ending today's podcast. See ya.
1: See ya. Buy something for Anusha as well. She likes presents.
0: Unless you're a stalker, then don't. Okay, bye. 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 Thank you for joining us on our end today if you enjoy listening to this or if you are someone that has been forced to listen to this because you know one of us whoever's been speaking then i please request force command whatever to please subscribe so today's episode was hosted by me anusha and joined by my great co-host janvi ravish and produced by Uda vegella This was a Wise Raccoon Studios production. I did not name this studio, just FYI. See you on the next episode. Bye-bye.